Drop Bar Texas is brought to you by Jack Rue. Support the podcast by ordering your very own Drop Bar Texas kit by Jack Rue through the team store linked in the show notes. You can also go to jackrue.com, go to team stores, and search Drop Bar Texas. Thank you. Welcome to Drop Bar Texas, a podcast about cycling in Texas. I'm Paul, and your host on this podcast. The year has been off to a good start, even if I haven't been able to get a ton of saddle time. Back in January, we took a little family vacation to Fredericksburg. It was the week of MLK Day, and the weather really could not have been any better. The Verbo we rented was near Goman Lane. Having my bike with me, I was able to get out for about an hour to an hour and a half each morning. It was also close to Hill Country Bicycle Works on East Main Street. I popped on in there to pick up a rear light after finding I left mine at home. Anyway, they're very friendly. They did not try to oversell me, but I still went with a nice Bontrager light. While chatting, I learned they've been serving the Texas Hill Country for nearly 30 years. I was told there's over 500 miles of low traffic routes in the area. So if you're in Fredericksburg or Kerrville, stop by, even if it's just to get hooked up with their Ride With GPS route page. All right, enough about my adventures. I'm sure many of you are looking for your next bike adventure. One place you just might find this is in Pace Bend. More specifically, Austin Subaru's Pace Bend Weekend presented by the Meteor Cafe Shimano and Ackerman Law. This is one of my favorite races, and I'm happy to share my conversation with organizers Barry Lee and Todd Reed. Barry is principal owner of Sanitas Sports and does community relations with the Pro Cyclist Foundation. Todd is managing partner with Ackerman Law, founder of Bone Shaker Project, and part of the Roxo Racing team leadership. Both have been involved in cycling for over 20 years. Here's more with both Barry and Todd. How long have you had the podcast? Um, I've been doing this for, um, this is my fifth year doing it. So, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a nice little hobby. It's, you know, as my, my family grew, <laughs> cause I've got three, three kids now, uh, young that's kids. why, that's and why so, you're up so early. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's our quiet time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so my racing slowed down, and I was, but I wanted to still be involved somehow in in um, in the race scene. So I was like, well, I said, you know, maybe I can talk about it. I like talking about it. My wife gets tired of hearing me talk about it, so I was like, let me find some people that like to talk about it. What clubs and teams did you race with in uh, Houston? Um, I managed um, the Houston Community College uh, cycling team for nice. a few years. Um, and then, then once I stopped managing them, I, I rode with, uh, Northwest cycling and, mm-hmm. and raced with them for a long time. And then, um, and then that, that's, that's really it. I mean, I, I, I ride with other clubs, you know, here and there, you know, I mean, we've got several friends from, you know, like Southwest and Shama and, yeah. um, you know, m- most of, most of the, I probably know somebody from most of the teams here in Houston. 
Yeah, yeah Philip, right. Philip's actually, Philip Shama's helping us with a um, kind of a pre-pay-spin ride in Houston, I think coming up either this weekend, I think, and then Richard Lamb's helping us um, from Sudden Ski's team, um, I think next Wednesday on one of the teams. Uh, I think they have a one ride that's in town and one that's out north. Okay. Yeah, Northwest Cycles used to put on the Bear Creek Crit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. And then uh, now Southwest Cycling uh, took over that. Uh, Northwest also used to do um, put on the uh, the Chapel Hill Road Race. Oh, yeah. was another another favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, so I love uh, uh, I love Bear Creek. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Pace Ben. How how long has Pace Ben been around now? It's because. Todd and I were just kind of reminiscing. I'm, I'm glad you reached out actually. And um, we started looking back through some of the uh, dates and a lot of the sponsorship decks that Todd really put together himself. And um, 2003 was um, when we started Pace Bend Road Race under United Youth Sports. It was a nonprofit that I started with my sister and brother-in-law in uh, Austin and it was primarily targeting at-risk and uh, minority, low-income uh, youth programs. And we partnered with Austin Parks and Rec, um, Pegasus, an arrested uh, youth like sex felon camp that was um, out near Lockhart, um, Texas School for the Blind. Um, and our first sponsor kind of local partner in Austin was Pure Austin, the gym. And um, that's actually where I met Liz Lambert. And I was training Liz for the age ride and um, we were doing rides together. And uh, she had a connection with the Trek rep that used to come to the hotel San Jose and she had a new Trek bike. And that's where I met Todd. And um, we were riding together in the mornings in 2003, it was under United Youth Sports. And then 2004, uh, we switched and started hotel San Jose with Liz and Todd and I changed uh, Pace Ben over underneath that uh, entity at 2004. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize it was going on um, uh, that far back. I because yeah, I, I lived in Austin from 01 to 04. Now I, I wasn't riding and racing at that time. I didn't start till about 08, so I missed out on a lot a lot of. Uh, great writing in Austin that I could have had during, during my time there. But, um, that that's great that it's been around so long. I, th- I think my first, first time I rode or raced, uh, pace bin was around 2010. We, uh, we also, um, what's interesting is you know, we did started pace, Barry started pace bin in 2003. And then it, um, you know, we transitioned to team hotel San Jose as being kind of the driver behind it in 04, but in that same year, in 2004, we also launched uh, the Austin Downtown Crit, um, and that was a that was a really incredible event. Kind of looking back on it, where we raced um, the race was from uh, Colorado, sorry, from second to fourth or fifth, depending on the year. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, over and between Colorado and I can't remember what the other cross street was, Barry, but it was a um, you know, kind of a, a, a square um, 
uh, crit downtown Austin, uh, and, and it ran from 04 to 08. Um, and I think in 07 and 08, it was on um, part of the National Crit Series, USA Crits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had most of the, the top men's and women's teams uh, were in town, uh, came in for, for the races. Um, that, was a, that was a really great event. I don't know if you had an, had an opportunity to, to uh, see that or race in it or um, it, w- it was a cool event. No, no, I, I didn't. I, I wish I'd, I'd had. I mean, like I said, I, would, I wasn't real involved at, at that point. I think my extent in around that time was, uh, you know, I'd bring, I'd dust off the bike usually in, in around <laughs> January or February and get ready for the MS 150 and do that. But uh, it, it, cycling didn't become a year round thing for me until, um, I think it was, it was around 2008, 2007, somewhere around there. Okay. And, um, but, uh, but I mean, it's been neat, like hearing about the different events and, and the history, you know, uh, a few years ago, I, um, I, I had an episode on the tour of Texas. And so there was, um, you know, I know that Lago Vista was part of that at one point and, and, Sometimes there was a crit, uh, I think, in downtown Austin, and then uh, at one point, I think, in in Fort Worth as well. Uh, but um, but I think that the kind of ending of that was Lago Vista, and then there was a, a crit in in Austin. But I know they also there's usually a stage in Lakey and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I. I love the downtown crit here in Houston, the, the grand crit. And, and uh, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of expense involved and permitting something like that, but I mean, it, I we, know, some, we, something uh, in Austin sounds like it would be so cool. You know, there, uh, it, it was a, it was a super there. cool event. I, I think I would say we broke even or lost money every year mm-hmm. we did it. And and actually I think the bigger years we we probably lost more money but they were just such epic events. Um, the last couple of years, I think, you know, the spectators, Barry, we, I think we estimated the last AT&T year, we probably had 10,000 spectators, oh, Wow. Um, you know, on a pretty, pretty tight uh, course. And, you know, that, that race was developing and getting bigger every year, just at that you know time when downtown Austin was really growing, you know, that was a, a real pivotal time period, they were redeveloping the second street area and, and fourth street was redeveloping. Um, and really what happened, we, we, we couldn't put it on in 09. Um, I think the big issue there was uh, city hall had been built the new city hall and uh, the Debbie hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, that the course that we had been using would have cut off the W hotel from, from access for, for a day. And um, I don't think we ever would have gotten that through the the city of Austin. Yeah. 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 I think, I think Paul, the total kind of focus, like Todd was saying was more of engagement of the uh, downtown city, um, the sponsors, um, the community. Um, I've done the Houston grand when I lived there years ago, I did all the first years with the team and um, with Will Ross and Carlos Vargas and um, our whole team a few different times. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Robert Curiel from Tarusa, Texas, one of the sponsors is my old roommate when I lived in Houston over in Bel Air. Um, but that 
that part of the Houston, you know, they're catching like Allen Parkway and just the edge of town. And it's like on a Sunday morning when there's no traffic and it's a bunch of runners that are like, what's the race? What's this (laughs) traffic? Why are you blocking the road off our race? You know, Todd's office with Jackson Walker at that time was on that same block. Um, John Corrieth and Lance and Cheryl Crow's bar six was on the next block. Sullivan's True Lux had parties on Friday and Saturday nights for us. Our event was a weekend of of parties and uh, nighttime scheduled events. And the uh, event started in the morning and ended in the evening at 10 o'clock in downtown in the Second Street District where the bars and the warehouses are. So, I mean, you race through the bar district, you finished, you know, with 10,000 drinking, uh, partying, affluent, you know, just a great population and clientele. It was a total different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it definitely sounds that way. And I mean, it, I don't know, it, it that, that would be a cool vibe, you know, um, you know, I've seen, you know, there were. I know there've been other downtown crits uh, like El Paso is one that comes to mind, you know, in, in recent years. Um, that was part, that was part of previously part of the, uh, I think the USA crit series. I think so, mm-hmm. but, um, but pay, pay spin this year. It, you, you mentioned as part of um, the, the master uh, race series or master race calendar, right? Yeah. It's the first year that Todd and I've got it on that series. And um you know, really, it was um, introduction from the Meteor Cafe founder and owner, Doug Zell. Um, he is pretty uh, pivotal in uh, the Intelligentsia Cup in Chicago. He was previously the founder and owner of Intelligentsia Coffee. Um, that is um, up in kind of the Super Week area and stages of the old Super Week um, stage race that uh, happened years ago that our team actually went up and did uh, many years um, that's run out of Florida, and um, that includes Speed Week, um, Tour of the Dairyland, Intelligentsia, Gateway Cup, and I think there's one in Florida and another um, one in Georgia around the Speed Week time. So our our event with Pace Ben is the kickoff for that USA Masters Cup series, and it's an Omnium Points that are for 40-plus, 40, 50-plus, 40 and 60-plus riders that go toward the overall and they get call-ups and they have an overall points with an overall purse and awards payout for that series that ends at gateway cup in St. Louis. And next year it's, um, we're also part of a juniors cup that we're trying to make, um, a UCI, um, possibly international part of an event and add a fourth day with another day at the driveway. It was Doug's idea. Also, um, we actually initially tried to, have racing all the way from Pace Bend to Lago Vista. It just didn't seem to work out. And what we created was um, Tour de Texas, and it was um, the icebreaker this weekend. Um, if any of your listeners get out to that, that's actually at the driveway this weekend. That kicks off um, the three-week racing in Austin with Pace Bend the next weekend with three days, and then Lago the next week. So that was the goal, was to have a block of racing continuous, but we fell back to have um, three larger races, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with Friday at the driveway with Masters starting at 2 p.m., ending at 6.15, and then a party at the Meteor on um, that that evening. And um, then Pace Bend, both Saturday and Sunday, and alternating the directions. 
So, um, yeah, it's now three days. I'm partnering with uh, Holland Racing and Andrew and Chris Tolley. Um, I think that really adds a lot of uh, dynamic and, and history um, for people, especially to come in from out of town and then other riders that um, are new to the sport. I mean, I think that's been the goal with um, Todd and, and our mission from the beginning is to introduce people to racing and to get more people on the bike at whatever age and whatever experience. And um, Todd, that was actually, he worked on that project on the construction of the driveway. And we ran that series from 2000, I think, um, four to 2000, 2005 to 2008. And, um, you know, it's a really safe course. It's designed for cars and cart uh, racing. So, I mean, it's a really great um, initial introduction to, to racing and trying uh, a competitive uh, discipline as well as pace spin. Um, you know, you have the whole road. Um, there's, there's very little cars. Um, I think this year we have four different sheriff units, you know, leading and, um, and controlling the traffic. Um, the, very, the, the traffic is limited to just campers and people that are um, out there in boats. So it's um, a really safe course as well. Um, and, and beautiful scenery, um, a great way to showcase, you know, the Texas Hill country and, and compare it to that, that kind of uh, different discipline of a crit race. Sure. And, and Cause it's um pace span is what I think, uh, I don't remember it's it six miles around. It's, it's actually a perfect 10 K loop. Um, which, which uh, I, I always thought about it as a six-mile course. Mm-hmm. And then I think in, um, i trying to remember what year it was, maybe in 2018 or 19, we ran a 10K out there uh, prior to the start of the, uh, of the bike racing. And it, and it turns out it's like 6.2 miles. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was like a perfect 10K loop. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to ru- uh, run that in your... Uh... In, in your cleats, did you? <laughs> that, that, that was, that was, uh, that, there was actually a special category. If you ran in your cleats, uh, <laughs> you got, you got extra prize money. Oh, nice, nice. We actually do have, have a big crossover, Paul, with, with running and the loop running store down in downtown Austin on the actual running loop is, uh, called the loop. And Todd's a uh, partner in that store. And that's one of our sponsors for the last, I think, four years how long has it been open todd uh this this is actually we just rolled through year five yeah so that's actually a a partner for us to pay spin and and the driveway okay okay are are you a big are you a runner too then todd yeah i do i do a fair amount of running these days that's um i i stopped um you know spending too much time on the bike probably around 2010 or 11 and uh kind of i was that was I was, that was the phase of my life when my kids were little and, um, you know, had, it's, it's hard to, to spend a lot of time on the bike. And so I started running more and, um, and then got involved in the store, uh, probably about five years ago. Okay. But, um, yeah, one of, one of the cool things that's happening this year that, uh, your run, your, your listeners might, um, enjoy hearing about, you know, uh, Barry really started the, the, the crit racing, um, here in Austin, uh, you know, in 2003 and four, um, he was doing a, a crit, um, in, at Fiesta gardens, which is just kind of right off Cesar Chavez, uh, over in, in East Austin. And then it, it moved, we had to move it out to the Delco center. It was a kind of a parking lot crit for a year. 
Um, I think we did a series out at McKinney Falls. And then in uh, 07, we moved it out to the driveway. And um, so that was 07 and 08. And then in 09, we sold it to um, Holland Racing and Andrew Willis. Um, and Andrew really just took it and, and, and really blew it up, you know, made it one of the um, um, you know, biggest, biggest crit, crit races, weekly crit races in the nation. Um, and then this year, uh, Chris Tolley has kind of taken the lead on it. And um, I think they, the, the driveway starts in, um, in mid-March or early March. Um, and so we just partnered, uh, we, uh, at the loop and, um, um, uh, just partnered with Chris and we're going to run a, uh, do a series of running events after the crit races on Thursday evenings out at the driveway for, for oh, this cool. kind of upcoming season. So should be kind of cool. I think we're going to start with different distances and do, mm-hmm. uh, start with a mile race and then probably a two mile and then kind of work up to a 5k as, as daylight or not daylight savings, but as the, we have, we have more daylight, you know, as you get through the summer. So sure. So sure. to Barry's point, there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it. Um, yeah. It, you know, the driveway is another great, great course. I know you were mentioning how, how safe it is. Um, I, I've raced that a couple of times and um, yeah, I mean, it, to, to get on a, on a, on a course with no curbs, you know, and, and just super smooth tarmac is, is unbelievable. And, um, and I mean, so many different configurations they can have with that. I, I think I, I, I might have, what was the, the, the parking lot crit you were talking about? Um, was that part of the tour of Austin many years ago? Or cause there, there was another like series of races that they would do sometimes. That- I bet that was, um, you know, after, um, after the AT&T downtown crit Mm -hmm. for two or three years, there was a crit that, uh, Andrew Willis put on at the, um, um, Barry, what was that? Um, yeah, the state hospital. Okay. Um, And then, and then, uh, there was a couple of years that we had a race, uh, out at the pickle center. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have, you may have done that race, uh, okay. which is part, part of the North UT campus, kind of up where mm-hmm. the new, uh, Austin FC, uh, stadium is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but back to, uh, pace spin though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, I remember, you know, the, the first time I did that course and, um, I think it was the cat five, I think it's uh four, four loops around it. If I remember right, is it, you know, so it works out to right at about 25 miles, 24, 25 miles. And, um, but you, you come you, before the finish, you come screaming down a hill and there's a, there's a right-hand turn and then it's mm-hmm. kind of an uphill finish. So you, you come in fast, but, um, it's a really safe finish. It feels like, cause it's, it's just, you know, you're, you're uphill um going into that finishing sprint you know slightly uphill maybe if you're running it i think clockwise so uh mm-hmm. i don't know if y'all still do y'all alternate the directions the two days yes saturday is that direction clockwise and sunday is counterclockwise okay okay cool yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a little different dynamic going the other mm-hmm. direction and um we just recently in the last i don't know todd what was it pre-covid I think one or two years before COVID 
started having it two days instead of one. Right. And um, I think that initially it, it went clockwise both days, and then we uh, later turned it to alternating directions. Yep. Paul, you remember um, it used to be, I think, dating back, I don't know if it went all the way back to 2003, 2004, but for many years in that stretch, um, Wahlberg, the Wahlberg race was on Saturday mm-hmm. and then Pace Ben was on Sunday. And so that that always, I think, helped our numbers, you know, because people would come in from out of town and they would race Wahlberg on Saturday and Pace Ben on Sunday. And I don't remember what year it was, probably 17 or 18, somewhere in that time frame. Um, Wahlberg race, the Wahlberg race kind of shut down. And so we just picked up that Saturday and and turned it into a two day event. Yeah. 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 I mean, having two days of racing always makes it a little more worthwhile, you know, for those that are traveling. Right. Uh, Because I I remember the same, you know, same, you kind of reasoning was uh, around uh, like Maynard and and Mando back when, when those two races would, would occur. It was usually, I think, uh, the same weekend. One was on Saturday and one was on Sunday, if I remember right. So, uh, which was another great, great area, windy, <laughs> but but it, it was another great area to race. Um, but, I mean, pace bend, I mean, I, I think the, the appeal to me, too, is always that, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you had full use of the road, which mm-hmm. there aren't very many races, you know, that that you get that. And, you know, I mean, it, I can think of, uh, you know, there's Fort Hood, there, there's your race, uh, there's a Grand Crit. Um, and, and I mean, those are the the three that come to mind, you know, that, that you're usually, that you're going to have full use of the road. Other than that, most of the races, I think, you know, will have a, a center line rule because right. you're on an open road. Yeah, especially, so, I mean, especially yeah. the road races. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, how, how'd y'all, how did you guys come across pacemen where had y'all been riding there or training there before or, you know actually or, Paul, yeah you mentioned earlier pace Ben was actually one of the tour of texas courses many years ago it was okay yeah as well as lago and um there was a stage race in san marcus back then and um that was actually the the vision or the reason we uh looked and selected it and like you're saying the limited traffic um the safe roads um being able to uh, have it on a really scenic rolling course where it's not kind of specific to a climber or more specific to a sprinter. It's kind Mm -hmm. of a a mixed all arounder type course that would appeal to everyone. That was what made it more attractive to offer and um, showcase, you know, a state park uh, County park that really was, um, you know, one of the more beautiful ones on Lake Travis and still close to Austin. You know, that's the draw. I mean, who doesn't want to come to Austin um, you know, that's the kind of the big mission behind Doug Zell's uh, interest in having it more community involved. Um, we have Austin Subaru involved this year for the first time for two years. Um, we have a couple of different parties. We have a Thursday shakeout ride that is um, a packet pickup that starts and finishes at the Meteor um, on Thursday. Three o'clock is the ride and 530 is the packet pickup. And there's a party then. And then following the driveway crit, uh, we're having like a vinyl DJ um, with another party um, at the Meteor Cafe as well on Friday evening. And so we have quite a few racers coming from out of town and like Rashawn Bahati, um, Sharon Smith from California, some national champions um, in Masters. We have the Elite Cat One national champion, Ama, coming in. Um, the Meteor team are sending some riders. 
Um, Roxo Racing's uh, sending four riders, Emily Newsom, coming in with uh, to race uh, with with the women. Yeah, I think that'll be the for sure one of our our largest and deepest women's fields ever, Paul. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's been a, a big kind of focus and uh, mission. Um, when Todd and I had Hotel San Jose, we had you know at one time I think five, six of the top um, pro women around from Texas, and um, and we there, our women's field at the AT and T Crit was you know really huge. And um, I think in recent years, uh, the local races um, and pace been with the women's attendance has been one of the largest, and we really tried to focus and, and bring that back and. And Todd works with Chan McRae um, and J.W. Wilson in Fort Worth with the Roxo team. Mm-hmm. And it really, uh, you know, has a real deep international field um, with women from a lot of different disciplines. And, um, yeah, we're really excited and stoked to have them come in town. And um, I think we have three of them racing the crit and four racing the Saturday and Sunday road races. So we have Dave Toll, um, an international um, USA Cycling National Championship announcer that's coming in and, you know, really hoping to uh, do some interviews at some of the um, the races and after parties with Roxo and some of the other racers from out of town. And um, the goal is kind of to elevate it to a national level event and continue to um, attract racers from out of town, um, have them in from Austin uh, into Austin for you know, multiple days of racing and stay multiple nights and, you know, increase the uh, traffic flow to local businesses. Good, good. Yeah. And then, and then um, you mentioned the Omnium. And, and so the, the, the crit on Friday, is that part of the Omnium as well? So you have the, or, or is it just the two, the two, the weekend part? Yeah, they're all, they're all together in the, uh, the points for the 40, 50 and 60 masters for all three of those events go toward their whole national series. And then we'll have um, pro men, pro women. We'll have an omnium for them for all three races in the local events. We have a Castelli um, winner's jersey for um, the stages for each of the 10 categories. Yeah, that's that's a neat add on that you're you're partnering with uh, the driveway for that, you know, to to get folks there on on Friday too. Um, it's a, it's a good mix, you know, I mean, I think, you know, you look back at some of the other stage races and, uh, and it spreads it out too. Cause I, I think typically what, what I've seen in the past is like a, a stage race has been like, uh, a time trial or crit, and then you have a, or a road race in the morning and then you squeeze in the time trial or, or crit in the evening on Saturday and then the road race, but spreading it out, you have time to, to recover. Um, and I, I think it, you get that, you know, more of a true stage race feel too, um, spreading it out over the, the three stages over the three, three days. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The driveway series.com is, uh, the website for that information. Paul and, uh, Chris Tolley actually has the icebreaker crit this Sunday, and um, it's been a real um, kind of mission. And Chris is super energetic and uh, passionate about um, growing the early season here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like Todd said, in, incorporating the run series into the driveway full season series. And yeah, I think it's a, a great venue and great opportunity and dynamic, like you're saying, for entry into racing, for trying out a competitive event for the first time and really safe and 
Uh, Doug Zell is going to lead a ride Friday from the meteor to ride out to the venue. So, I mean, you know, I think it's uh, like you're saying a, a great compliment to the road races and there's quite a few people that are um, only doing the driveway and aren't doing the road races and um, coming in from out of town, they're all trying to do all three. So it's, it's a great balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, as y'all put this together um, as well, I know the pandemic hit, hit several races and people had to you know, close down during that time. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like, do you get the feeling that uh, road racing is, is coming back in Texas too? I mean, I, I see the, I see the, the, the events coming back and I, I, I love seeing some of the uh, like, the classic races in my, in my opinion, like the must do's like, you know, you guys and Lago and the grand crit and stuff, but it, what, what's your feeling of the, of the race scene so far uh, as we've returned out of the, out of this pandemic? Um, I'll let you explain more Todd of your perspective. And I think, um, you know, it's been a pivot for sure. Um, I think prior to the uh, pandemic, there was a lot of um, impact from, people venturing into gravel, uh, mountain biking, making kind of a comeback. So it really spreads out the choices and the opportunities for a specific number of competitive base type of riders. But I think USA Cycling has really shifted and they um, very well, I think, had a good mission of targeting during the pandemic, people that have bought a new bike, brought a bike out of the garage, a lot more people purchasing bikes or coming back to the sport. Um, you know, I think that trickle over from also from gravel back into um, like a driveway that's a real safe um, venue that is not intimidating and uh, not elitist kind of um, uh, initial experience. I think that is really attractive. So um, I think there are a lot more people, I think, after the pandemic racing, but they do have a lot more choices. So I think, you know, it is. Um, our job to make it a better experience, um, to have better awards, to, like you're saying, have a, a balance and a mix of the type of events and, um, you know, really get it out there early, uh, do a lot more marketing, um, cross promote with the loop and running stores like that. Austin Subaru getting out. I think we have a lot more cat fives and new people that are actually racing. And we may have lost some at the more high-end elite level and cat threes and cat one twos, but I think it balances out with more beginner women and more beginner women and men. I mean, uh, filling out the bottom. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, definitely um, even pre COVID um, I think, you know, nationally um, internationally, you know, you're, you were seeing the, the growth of, um, of gravel racing. And I, I think, um, you know, even looking at uh, a lot of the elite and professional riders, um, um, you know, are spending more time um, doing gravel uh, races. I know even um, on the Roxo team, um, a lot of our you know, pro women, Emily Newsom, for example, you know, is one of the top uh, women's riders uh, in the world. Um, she's uh, got some some big gravel races, you know, on her calendar, and you know that's really important to her and. And so I think, you know, it's been kind of a, um, you know, kind of a convergence of, of, uh, of things, you know, the, the rise of gravel racing. Um, I think, you know, um, road racing, uh, producing road races is getting more and more difficult, right? I mean, a lot of the traditional courses 
for for races and for training as as cities like Austin have grown. Um, you know, it's uh, I think I think that's what happened to Wahlberg. You know, it just uh, it used to be kind of way out in, in the middle of nowhere, and and uh, as that part of um, uh, Williamson County really, you know, started growing and expanding. It just, um, it, it became something that the locals didn't want anymore, right? You know, they didn't want to shut down the roads for a day. And so I think, you know, that's one of the reasons Pace Bend, you know, has endured um, uh, because of its location in the park. And, um, you know, Travis County Parks uh, has been really, really supportive of the event, you know, year after year. And um, they they like having us there. Um, and so, you know, I think it's for us, um, um, you know, I, I think it seems like gravel racing is going to continue to grow and, and pull people away from uh, from road racing. But, um, you know, like Barry said, I think you know, races like the driveway, races like Pace Bend, where we've got closed courses, they're safe courses. Um, you know, hopefully people who are racing gravel, racing mountain bikes, um, you know, will want to come out and, you um, um, and continue to, to try to do a road event, a road event, you know, periodically. And, you know, Barry does a great job. Um, I, 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 I will, I will say right now, there's, there's no race, uh, probably in the United States, uh, mountain bike race, gravel race, road race that, that will have better podium prizes, uh, than, than we will have at, uh, at, uh, Pace Bend. Barry always, always overdoes himself with, uh, with the podium prizes, and um, so that that's great. Um, I think one of the other things that, that Barry's been doing this year, again, which has kind of been traditional for us, um, and I think really, really helps events is, you know, he's bringing in um, a lot of big name writers like uh, Rasan Bahati is, is coming in this year. And, and um, I think that, you know, it, it's, it's great for, um, you know, all the weekend warriors and, and uh, amateurs to come out and, and um and get to race with some of the the, the bigger personalities in the sport um mm-hmm. i know at, at pace ben just off the top of my head barry you can probably think of some more um you know chan mccray lance armstrong um you know chris reary uh raul uh akala you know the uh mexican tour de france uh writer uh heath blackgrove um i mean just a lot of you know really big name um you know, pro riders have raced that uh, pace bend course. You know, um, there's been some some epic battles out there um, between uh, you know some of the big teams and big riders. And uh, I don't know. I I, I think uh, I I hope um, you know I hope uh, uh, we're able to keep doing this race for you know the next 20 years and and uh, road cycling uh, doesn't die uh, here in the U.S. Um, you know, I know. Um, I know uh, that uh, Netflix has got some uh, some documentaries, kind of F one style documentaries coming out uh, around the tour, both the men's tour and the the tour de femme, and and so hopefully that'll you know have a, a, a an impact in helping uh, road cycling um, you know get back in the in the, the minds of of uh, you know, people here in the U S. But um, hopefully we can keep keep uh, keep it going. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I hope so too. You know, and and as I think about it too, it's like I, you know, you, you need kind of a a feeder too, and and you know, the pandemic. I mean, those two years, yeah, you know, that there were there weren't any races. I mean, it, I'm sure that affected the the feed into those other other cat the upper categories. You know, uh, 
Yeah, yeah so, we, we so didn't we didn't have the race in um, twenty. No, I'm sorry, we had it in. I'm trying to remember, Barry, we we oh, had it yeah. in twenty. Yeah, we had it the year the pandemic started. Our right. February date was the, one of the last weekends of racing right. before cities were being shut down. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we uh, we didn't have it in 21 and then it uh, kicked off again in 22. And there was like, it was a big, big drop off in 22. Right. In terms of numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a later date, Paul. Um, we were still really um, suffering from not not having the momentum, not having the consistency, consistency on the date. And um, we pushed it a month and a half later and um, really did impact the numbers. And I think this being a kickoff to the season makes it um, much more of kind of that original entry into Texas racing. And like Todd said, it's really hard. Um, It's hard to keep sponsors. It's hard for the racers. It's a hard sport. Um, It's not as, you know, welcoming and as um, all in one big group as a mountain bike race or a gravel race. It's selective. It's um, you're either on or you're off. And it really at the top level is really, um, a hard sport to continue. Um, like the Rocksdale Energy team is nurturing and developing and targeting women to help uh, continue that funnel into the top level of the sport. I work for a, a nonprofit in Boulder called the Pro Cyclist Foundation, which is that same type of mission of um, legal representation, career direction, and um, medical and, and mental wellness in the sport. It's really tough part of the sport is for the individual. And, you know, we have Todd's law firm Ackerman, we have the loop. It takes a lot of sponsors to continue and even fill those as others leave to make not only the sport continue at the level for the racer as a human part of the sport, but for the race events. And like Todd said, to have Roxo for the women to race with and for um, Rashawn and the masters and legion and the miami blazers for the pro men to have those guys come in and race with the local riders is a huge impact on inspiration for young guys and young girls as well as just creating a better experience for the older ones and the spectators and the sponsors for that deliverable i mean to have those guys around town to have them go do the local ride on the way to the driveway thursday and friday at the parties that gives a lot more kind of legs and stability for the event itself and it, it is, like you're saying, um, a hard competitive road to keep um, nurturing the sport as well as the riders themselves. It's not um, it's not an easy path at all. Yeah, well, I, I think you guys are doing a great job. Uh, I mean, you guys have have a awesome event, a, a great, great course, uh, the uh, expansion to including that, that Friday Friday crit um, that, I mean, that, that sounds like it's going to be, be great too, to be part of. Um, I mean, I don't know any, anyone I've ever talked to about cycling. It's like, you know, if they, if they ask like the must do courses, like pace band has always been like one of those that, that I'm like, if you get a chance, go, go do pace band, you know, it's and along with, you know, the, the other classics that are out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys have a great race on your hands, and and likewise, I hope it it continues for another another twenty thirty years on, yeah. on into the future. Thanks, man. Yeah, no Thanks problem. Thanks for your work on the podcast, Paul, and uh, helping all the different events and um, the races get some exposure and uh, driving some 
registration and um, we'd love to thank uh, Austin Subaru for our new sponsor for this weekend and partnering with um, Chris Tolley and Willis in the uh, Holland Racing at the driveway, like you said, really adds to it. Um, Ackerman Law, the Meteor, um, Greg Eckert, the dentist, um, we really have um, a real solid core group of sponsors and that's what enables it to continue. Paul, are you going to be able to make it out uh, pay spin weekend? Um, the, yeah, this coming weekend? No, we've got uh, what's going on that? Oh, my son's uh, Cub Scout uh, blue and gold ceremony is uh, is that same weekend. So like, yeah, as I was saying earlier, it, I've, um, I've got three small kids now. And so so my racing has has significantly cut back. Um, you know, usually I'm, I'm lucky these days if I if I can do maybe two or three events um, in the year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there was a time that, uh, yeah, I, I was on a shoestring budget, but I was going, you know, going out to, uh, you know, we'd go out and, uh, hit up Lago Vista, Pace Bend, um, Copperas Cove, you know, uh, there was, there was a race out in, in East Texas. Um, that was a stage race. I, I can't think of the name now, uh, but, um, I, I don't know. There's, there was a time where I was just sitting there as probably, you know, 10, 15 events, you know, we're on the road with, with my buddies, um, going to races or as I was managing the Houston, uh, community college team, you know, there were a few students that, that raced as well. And so, um, you know, we, I'd get them out to the different events as well, but, um, but no, unfortunately not, not next weekend, but, um, I saw it and I looked, I was like, the first thing I looked, I was like, Oh, is that weekend open for me? <laughs> cause, uh, cause it's been so long since, go- since I've been to, to pace Ben, but, um, I'm thrilled to talk about it and, um, share my experience. My, you know, races that I've done, uh, there were always fun. Um, uh, I've had some, it, I've crossed the, the line by myself and, and felt accomplished and, uh, felt, you know, when I've crossed with, with, uh, with the group, um, I felt even more accomplished. So, so it was, uh, it, it was always a great time. And then I think, you know, too, cause you could, the parking is right off of the course, you know, they're, they're in the, in the park. And, um, so, you know, you, you go back, you know, get refreshed a little bit, and then you can go right back over there and hang out and watch the, watch the races, um, you know, folks come out there in their RVs, you know, and, and camp the weekend or, or their tents, you know, as well. Um, and, um, so that, I mean, I've made friends at that course, um, just watching the race. Um, yeah, I, I remember there was, um, a friend here, uh, they, they were there in their RV and, um, I just happened to be watching a race and they were like, Hey, you want some lunch? You know, we're, we're making lunch over here. And so made some new friends that way, you know, just having lunch with some folks that were there. Uh, they had raced and, and, but we're now watching the, the, the upper categories at that point. So I mean, it's, it's a great experience, great venue for making friends as well. And watching, watching the racers go by. Awesome. Well, man, thank, thanks for having us, and uh, thanks for being so passionate about uh, about cycling and Texas uh, cycling. And um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, hope hope to see you some, sometime soon. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, thanks again to Barry and Todd. If you haven't signed up yet for Austin Subaru's Pacebend Weekend, you still have a few more days to do so on Bike Rig. Registration closes Wednesday, February 22nd. Now let's look around the state to see what else is coming up. On March 4th and 5th, La Primavera Lago Vista is on for its 31st year. This Texas Road Race Classic was highlighted last year on the podcast. Registration is open on Bike Rig. On March 11th, there's the Gator Ride Gear Up to End Hunger. This is an MS-150 training ride with a family ride option too. Go on heartsandhandsofbaytown.com for more info. Then on March 24th through 26th, there's the Rattlesnake Gravel Grind in Sweetwater, Texas. Its organizer, David King, was on the previous episode to highlight it. Go to rattlesnakegravelgrind.bike for info and registration. If you're looking for a cycling event on a different weekend or location, check out techspiker.net. That's what I use today to find these events. There's also a new site up that highlights Texas races, results, and stories. That's txvelo.com. That's spelled T-X-V-E-L-O.com. Go check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. All right, another episode is in the books. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Drop Bar Texas on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a ride to promote, story to share, or just want to talk bikes, email me at dropbartx at gmail.com. And until next time, have fun, enjoy the sun, or just rule five it. <laughs>